The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii. Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour a blessing. Good morning and praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Hit Pastor Billy Han Jr. Thank you for joining us today. We welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade Telecast, being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV, Channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC, Channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBTV, Channel 8, and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV, Channel 28 in Eureka. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV, Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on Charter Cable Channel 1519 in Los Angeles. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KQTA-TV, Channel 15.3 and Comcast Channel 238 in San Francisco, Oakland, and San Jose. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY, Channel 9 in El Centro, California, and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO, Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW, Channel 30 of Alton, Salt Lake City, Utah, parts of Nevada and Wyoming. And from 6 to 7 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church located at 1043 Middle Street is the headquarters of the gospel of the Kingdom of God for the whole world with the sign of the roof of the temple, Jesus, coming soon. A landmark in Kali for 98 years, and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada B. Lockbaum on August the 4th, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hansen, in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is those of you in the hospitals and convalescent and homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. 
At this time, I would like to invite all of you in our viewing audience to celebrate with us the 78th anniversary of our Molokai Branch Church located at 345 Alamalama Avenue in Kanakakai, hosted by Pastor Reginald V. Kastner Sr. and his loving helpmeet, Mrs. Jesse Ann Kastner's. Services will promptly begin at 10 a.m. Come and enjoy sweet fellowship with one another and feast upon the pure of God being preached to the fullness. And now, let's begin the music portion of our program. Our church choir under the direction of Emilia Hahn will sing for us his thought-provoking song entitled, Can't You Hear What My Lord Said? Accompanying our church choir will be Edith Matsuki on the piano and myself on the organ. Can't you hear what my Lord said? 
In 1 Thessalonians 4.16, it reads, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together. Just imagine, the Lord returning triumphantly to rapture his people home. Will you hear the Lord say, Come up hither? Our church band under my leadership will play this strong and robust tune entitled, Triumphal Overture.
our solace for this morning, Trustee Associate Pastor Emmonsburg Sr. will offer praise and thanksgiving unto the Lord for the things he has done, is doing, and will continue to do for him. And we will sing this uplifting song entitled, There's a Sweet, Sweet Spirit. Accompanying Evan will be Associate Pastor Marvin of Bing on the bass, Mason Asano Sr. on the guitar, Iris Lock on the drums, and yours truly on the piano. There's a sweet, sweet spirit in this place, and I know that it's the spirit of the Lord. There are sweet expressions on each face and I know they feel the presence of the to our choir's next song is one of great importance, simply titled, We Believe. 
I ask you, do you believe yours? Are you ready to make a change towards Jesus? He calls us once, twice, thrice, and then no more. Don't be one of missed opportunity and left behind wondering what could have been. Please join in singing as the words appear on your screen.
in our viewing audience, the joy of the Lord is our strength. He can also be a source of strength to those whose life needs a new direction. As you continue to walk with Jesus and learn of Him through His words, He becomes more real to us every day. We are blessed this morning to have a string ensemble play this beautiful and solemn song entitled, Be Thou My Vision.
You have often heard that salvation is an individual matter between you and the Lord. Your parents can't save you. Your friends, not even your pastor can. So how does one get to heaven? It's simply by being blood washed, water washed, spirit filled, and living the life. Listen as our vocal group, the Saints in Harmony, sing this upbeat tune entitled, I'm on my way to heaven. At this time, it gives me great pleasure to dedicate this harmonious song to Ms. Eleanor Aya of Molokai. May the Lord pour bountiful blessings pressed down and overflowing upon you and your family in this life and that to come. I am on my way to heaven where the saints are robed in white shouting glory hallelujah shouting glory hallelujah to that blessed land immortal where can never come the night shouting glory hallelujah all the Shouting glory, hallelujah, shouting glory, hallelujah, oh glory, hallelujah, I am on my way to heaven, shouting glory, hallelujah, all the way, I am on my way to heaven, where the streets are paved with gold, Shouting glory, hallelujah, shouting glory, hallelujah, to that place of many mansions and of glories yet untold. Shouting glory, hallelujah, all the way. Shouting glory, hallelujah, all the way, all the way. Oh, glory, hallelujah, I am on my way to heaven. Shouting glory, shouting glory. Savior's face, shouting glory, hallelujah, shouting glory, hallelujah, there I'll sing redemption story, blessed song of saving grace, shouting glory, hallelujah, all the way, all the way, oh glory, hallelujah, I am on my way to heaven. Shouting glory, hallelujah, shouting glory, hallelujah, oh glory. 
to heaven, shouting glory Hallelujah. all the way. Praise the Lord and good morning, everyone. Our associate pastor, Melvin Honda, and I would like to repeat our television time, stations, and locations in the continental United States for our viewing audience, especially if in you plan to visit or reside in California, that these telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBTV channel 8, and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV Channel 28 in Eureka. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV Channel 11 in Monterey. And from 6 to 7 a.m. on Channel 1519 Charter Cable in Los Angeles. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KQTA-TV channel 15.3 and Comcast channel 238 in San Francisco, Oakland, and San Jose. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY channel 9 in El Centro, California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO 20, channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming. And from 6 to 7 a.m. on Time Warner Cable channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about our gospel work and view our Kingdom of God crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website on JesusComingSoon.org. And now concerning the schedule of gospel services here in the state of Hawaii, services held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. The same schedule is observed by neighbor island branch churches as services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castanera Sr. in Kanakakai, Molokai, by Pastor Walter I. Tinloi in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K. Y. Asano Sr. in Koloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hedabo of Espera in Balogo, Pikawayan, and by Pastor Vesper Espera in President Rojas, Cotabato, Mindanao, Philippines. At our Maui Branch Church in Lahaina, Maui, services are held every second Sunday of the month. You are welcome to attend these services, regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. However, if you desire to voluntarily contribute to support these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. And now, I'd like to turn our program back to Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., who will bring forth his Spirit-directed and Spirit-inspired sermon. Pastor Billy? Thank you, Melvin. We born-again Christians believe that God's promises are yea and amen. Therefore, His promise to return in clouds of glory for His own is not a question or if He's returning, but rather when is He coming back to translate us to our journey's end of eternal life in God's kingdom. Therefore, I sincerely ask the Lord that the message I have entitled High Calling will cause us to seize the moment to accept Jesus as your Savior. In fact, I implore of you, don't let today become one of Missed opportunity. 
Are you searching for the Spirit of the Lord so that He can lead and guide you in your daily endeavors? I guarantee that one way to discover Him is through the self-same gospel taught by Jesus Himself at Galilee and being offered by yours truly in this telecast, as in all our telecasts, the past ones, the present ones, and the future ones. With your Bible in hand, we can proceed together. It is wonderful to come to the end of the way with assurance of salvation and eternal life in one's heart. On the other hand, the saddest thing to occur on earth will be when one comes to that hour without Jesus and without hope. Now, when Paul came to his last hours, he had such a great assurance that he said thusly to Timothy, for I am now ready to be offered and the time of my departure is at hand. He looked back over his life. He remembered his experience with Jesus on the Damascus Road and all which had happened since that time. He wrote in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12, For the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Paul had committed himself to Christ years before, and he knew that he was now safe in Jesus forever. Yes, viewers, you can entrust your money to a bank, yet still lose it. You can entrust your friend with a secret, yet he could betray you. However, when you trust your soul to Jesus Christ, it is safe forever. Read in Ezekiel 18:4, Behold, all souls are mine. As the soul of the Father, so also the soul of the Son is mine. The soul that sinneth, it shall die. The joy of knowing Jesus is to believe on him who died for us so that we can have the promise of eternal life. Paul knew Jesus not as a historical person, but as a personal Savior, Master, and Lord. On the day when the light from heaven blinded him, he heard Jesus speaking directly to him, reading Acts 9, 4 to 6. And he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise, and go into the city, and shall be told thee what thou must do. From that time on, Paul came to know that indeed Jesus was the Son of God and the Savior of the world. And on that very day, Jesus became Paul's Savior. Persecutions of all kinds had come. Paul had suffered the loss of all things, but the one great joy of his life was that he knew Christ. He tells us in Philippians 3, verses 8 and 13 to 14, Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung, that I may win Christ. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And how do we obtain this wonderful high calling? It is by believing the gospel. The gospel is so simple that even a small child can be saved. Believing, Jesus saves. On the other side of the coin, 
the commitment and trust entailed to believe requires a lifetime to work it perfectly. Thusly, Jesus tells us that we must work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. If Jesus is to pardon and forgive one's sins, the first step in that process, which is repentance, must first come from the believer. Confession without repentance is empty. Confessing our sins must be motivated by desire to forsake, followed by works to escape the consequences of sin. Repentance means a complete change in thinking and turning around one's life towards a new direction established by God. It also means a genuine sorrowful sin and a determination to renounce and forsake the sinful lifestyle. Let us read in John 3, 5. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Jesus took the gospel as far north to the coast of Caesarea Philippi and Mount Hermon, and as far south to Jerusalem, Bethany, and the coast of the Dead Sea. The areas where he would have gone himself, but could not, he sent disciples two by two, preaching the gospel and healing the sick. In this conversation, Nicodemus is representative of a God-fearing man lacking the truth, that is, having the zeal of God but failing in righteousness, having the knowledge of the scriptures and miracles and yearning for the promises but never having experienced it. Jesus became the answer for Nicodemus, who was baptized in spite of the position he held in the synagogue. And Jesus can be your answer as well, TV viewers, if you will but keep his commandments. Read in Acts 2.38, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. The revelation of the name is the key to salvation. While at the coast of Caesarea Philippi, Jesus convinced Peter to make a commitment. Peter confessed in spite of being confused and embarrassed that Jesus was Christ, the Son of God. Jesus' reply was, For flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say unto thee, that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Jesus was preparing his disciples for the work ahead of them. He pointed to himself as being the rock upon which the church would stand. Thus, the name of Jesus became very important in the redemptive plan. We read in Acts 4.12, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Let us correlate the scripture with the words of Jesus found in Mark 16.16. 16. It reads, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. We must conclude that baptism is synonymous with salvation. Baptism is an act of a good conscience toward God. The scripture should not be misconstrued to mean anything other than the necessity for water baptism. Willfully refusing water baptism is disobedience against the known will of God. Baptism is not a reformation of the old man, but the regeneration into a new creature in Christ. Born again means life is being restored after death. 
Thus, as Paul explains, baptism resembles the death, burial, and resurrection of the old man who is raised in righteousness. Let us read in 1 Corinthians 15, verses 42 to 44. It is sown in corruption. It is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown in natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. Yes, viewers, Jesus is calling you to have your sins washed away. Today is the day of salvation, if you will, but hear his voice. Now let's return to our message. Listen to Ephesians 3, 9. And to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world have been hid in God, who created all things by Jesus Christ. It is God who creates through Jesus Christ. God made man in his own image. The devil marred that image through sin, but Jesus Christ can restore that image through the new birth. The apostle Paul knew the value of the soul. He knew it would live forever. As Jesus revealed in Mark 8, 36 to 37, for what profit, what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? The Lord regards the value of his soul above all else including money, power, education, security in old age, and so forth. Mary of Bethany, in love and gratitude, broke open an alabaster box of precious ointment and poured it on the head of Jesus as he sat at the dinner table. He was so moved by this special deed and expression of love that he complimented the woman and said that in years to come, her gift would be spoken of everywhere as a memorial to her. Reading Matthew 26, verse 12 to 13, For in that she had poured this ointment on my body, she did it for my burial. Verily I say unto you, Wheresoever this gospel shall be preached in the whole world, there shall also this that this woman had done be told for a memorial of her. Jesus never forgets what we do for him. The aroma of our good deeds will fill heaven because he remembers that what we do for him here and now will bless us throughout eternity. For God is not unrighteous to forget our labor of love toward his name. It has been said that we do not know what the future holds, but we know who holds the future. We often look down over the years and wonder what life will be like 10, 15 years from now. However, sometimes it's best that we not know what is forthcoming in this world. One thing is certain, we know that Jesus is coming soon and sooner than we think. The signs that tell us of his coming are already here. No one knows when he is coming. He tells us in Matthew 24, 42 and 44, Watch, therefore, for you know not what hour your Lord doth come. Therefore be ye also ready. For in such an hour as ye think not, the Son of Man cometh. Paul tells us that God will keep that which he has committed unto him against that day. What kind of day will that be? That will be a day of judgment. The real born-again Christian is not afraid to face that day. He has committed his all to the Almighty God, and he has no fear of condemnation. Listen to 2 Corinthians 5, 10. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he had done, whether it be good or bad. The judgment of the believer's works and not his sins is under discussion here because the believer's sins have been atoned for and are remembered no more forever. It is the individual's works that must come to judgment. 
The result is reward or loss of reward. But he, the believer, shall be saved. This judgment will occur at the return of Jesus Christ for his church. Read in 2 Timothy 4.8, Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. And not to me only, but unto all of them also that love his appearing. A born-again believer who walks not after the flesh, but after the spirit, has no fear of condemnation. Delay is costly. Today is a day of salvation, if you will but hear his voice. Unfortunately, there are many who are passing by Jesus today, postponing the decision to abide with him. However, they may delay too long, and thus from hell they will look back and cry, the summer is ended, the harvest is past, and I am lost and forever. The unsaved will stand at the great white throne judgment to have the sentence of eternal death passed upon him. What will Jesus say to you viewers in that day? Will he say, well done, thou good and faithful servant? Or will he say, depart from me into the everlasting fire? I know you not. It will be a day either of blessed assurance or a day of desperate despair. Thus we see the name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous run into it, thereby making it the safest place for any soul. There are very few things in this world which remain steadfast. Man may build upon the destructive force of other men and time tear down all that man builds. Men built the Tower of Babel, as we are told in the 11th chapter of Genesis. In their rebellion against God, they built a mighty tower which they believed could reach heaven. Let us read in Genesis 11:4, And they said, Go to, let us build us a city and a tower, whose top may reach into heaven, and let us make us a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. The tower builders knew better than to try to build a tower that would reach heaven. To paraphrase this sentence, we say, A tower with the heavens in its top. But God was displeased at what they had done since their ambition was directed towards self-glory rather than towards the glory of God. That in itself was sinful. Finally, God brought the building tumbling to the ground, scattered the fools abroad, and confused their language. Thus we see that one of the earliest towers built by man did not stand for very long. Listen to 1 Corinthians 3.11. For the other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Except God be the house they labor in vain that build it. Men built Solomon's temple. It was one of the most glorious buildings ever erected. Ships and caravans went to every part of the known world at that time, bringing back gold and silver and precious stones to be used in construction. When the temple was finished, the greatest ceremony ever witnessed took place. But as a result of men in time, the beautiful temple was destroyed. No vestige of it remained. The Roman Empire, too, was built of men. Their legions went out and conquered the world. They set up their domain everywhere. We are the master race, they said. Now we rule the world. But their people sank down into sin, and God wrested the empire from their hands. It was built by men and could not stand. A bank had served its customers well for 100 years. Men trusted it. However, with the onset of the depression, banks began failing. But men said of this particular bank, it is safe and sound. It is strong as a rock of Gibraltar. There is no danger of it failing. But one morning, the newspapers carried the startling news that this financial bulwark had also closed its doors. The things that men build are bound to fall. Cities and governments and institutions and organizations may look strong for a while, but time will prove that nothing built by man lasts forever. In the past few years, we have seen worldwide disturbances, acts of terrorism, hijackings, kidnappings, murders, and so forth. The face of the world as seen on maps has undergone remarkable changes. Countries have fallen, others have risen. Many rulers have been disposed and fled their homelands. Other leaders have risen to replace them. 
Great business houses have crashed and mighty institutions have tottered and fallen. Thus, we are prone to ask what will survive in times like these. Well, Paul tells us that there are some things that cannot be shaken, some things that shall forever remain. We read in Hebrews 12, 27, and this word yet once more signified the ruining of those things that are shaken as of the things that are made, that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Why is this true? Simply because there are eternal things. They are of God. Jesus told the story of a man who built his house on a rock and another who built his house upon the sand. I'm sure you can figure out what happened in both cases. One house fell and the other stood firm. Things of man will fall. Things of God will stand forever. Everything that is not of Jesus will come tumbling down. Let us think of some unshakable things. One, God will not be shaken. He is the one great, omnipotent, unchangeable being, as we read in Hebrews 13, 8. Jesus Christ the same yesterday and today and forever. Two, God's words too will never be shaken. Listen to Psalm 119, 89. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. And in Isaiah 48, we are told the grass withers, the flower faded, but the word of God shall stand forever. Jesus disclosed the following Matthew 24, 35. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. Yes, I'd rather stand upon the word of God any day. Three, God's son, Jesus, will never be shaken. Men try to strip him of his divinity by seeking to humanize him and make him a mere man. Moderns try to reduce him by, to the level of other men, but all their efforts have failed. They cannot tear down any part of him, including his character. For God's church will never be shaken. When we speak of his church, we do not mean the buildings, the organization, the denomination. We speak of a spiritual body, for by one spirit are we baptized into his body. The church, comprised of his true born-again believers, carrying out his program for world redemption and for the glory of God. Five, God's kingdom shall never be shaken. Pharaoh built a kingdom and it fell. David built a kingdom and it fell. Alexander, Caesar, Napoleon built their kingdoms and they fell. These kingdoms have gone the way of the earth, but God is building a kingdom that will never fail nor fall. Until our next telecast, this is your host, Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your home. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hollow of his hands. To end another sweet hour of fellowship, Listen to our church band play the skillful rendition of the song entitled, Baptized Into the Body.
The preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.